0: Oh, I know. In this I'm taking, ass environment. <laughs> I'm taking complete responsibility for this shit show. Oh my god. I will say that you have been in my office too though, so your expectations should Should've have been, been. <laughs> should have been rather modest, Kelly Howard. That's very true. That's very true.
1: I had no expectations. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go and do this thing and hopefully hopefully it works out.
0: Did you get up this weekend?
1: Am I up this weekend? This past weekend? I was. I was in South Bend. The yeah. drop? Yeah. Yeah,
0: the drop? The drop.
1: And it looks like they just dropped a, a society of, of people there oh. and was like, good luck.
0: The club or the town?
1: The, the entire estate of Indiana, but oh, yeah. especially... The, I was across the street from a jail, oh, but people nice. kept saying it was a prison. So I'm thinking to myself, like, oh, shit, like, it might be like some Larry Nasser type motherfucker living yeah. here. You know, like, this might be for real, for real. Yeah. But it wasn't nothing like that. It was like it a, was a, a, holding, like a holding It was like a holding cell. It was like a jail. Pussies. Like the county, right? Yeah. I was like,
0: man, ain't nobody
1: worried about the county.
0: Sometimes there's just nothing left to say. Sometimes Kelly will say it anyway.
1: I want to thank our sponsors she funny a platform created to encourage funny women of color to be empowered in their funny by offering various resources and online visibility and also our friends here at cards against humanity for their hospitality and donated studio space i appreciate you both You've tuned in to Kelly Talks, and you're here with me, your host, Kelly Howard, and this is my podcast. And I'm super excited because I have Pat Tomasulo. You guys may know him from WGN Morning Show. He usually deals with the sports mm-hmm. uh, more than anything, which which is, we'll talk about the Super Bowl a little bit, I guess. Yeah. Um, and he also has a show now called Man of the People that comes on every Saturday night at 10.
0: 10 In o'clock. Because Kelly's watching every week, so every she knows week the I'm time. I'm
1: watching, so I know that it comes on at
0: 10. She was on the freaking show, and she doesn't even know what time it is. I'm it's watching
1: on. as I'm on stage. You Did you like performing. your performance on the show? Oh, God, it was amazing. Were you
0: happy with it? Did it we was... do you right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I didn't see it. I'm lying You didn't see I it. haven't seen it. <laughs> you posted
0: the damn thing on social media. Which one? The, you're in the one piece with the with another white host piece. Oh, the part where we're
1: sitting around. Yeah. I do like that piece. I do oh, like okay. that piece. People kept telling me that I was in it the second week too. So I now, aired twice. And I was like, why would I have aired it's, again? They might have
0: they might have played a repeat at some point. that okay. people may have seen you twice and thought it was uh Okay. thought it was two, but no, just one.
1: Because I was like, I only saw one. All right, cool, cool, cool. I don't remember recording one, so I don't want nobody putting my name no. in my face, and it ain't me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so yeah, we got Pat in the building. Well, I'm in his building, actually, because What a building
0: he, it is, by the way.
1: It is a very large building. Do you
0: want to describe the setup of uh, where I put you for this? You um, can. I'm, I'm totally fine with it.
1: So I'm pretty sure that where we are currently located used to house slaves. It's like yeah. a slave quarters. Yep. Um, no, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It is a. I don't know what this used to be. It's like a recording room. Uh huh. Um, but it is very shoddy, y'all. It looks like heroin addicts probably come in here and shoot up. Like yeah. It's a shoddy they, ass they location. They do. No, they do.
0: That's not. That's <laughs> completely accurate.
1: This is not. You just
0: allow them in off space. the street to.
1: But then again, I've been in Pat's office, uh-huh. and they don't treat him right here. <laughs> Let me just say that.
0: How many people am I sharing an office with? Isn't it like to your six estimate? of you it's guys like in there? It's like four of us, yeah.
1: That's super ridiculous. Yeah. Well, well, thank you for joining me. It's and my pleasure. For giving me this space, even yeah. though, because we couldn't get him into yeah. the studio, I he's so like it so with your hillbilly busy.
0: tables. This is nice.
1: I did. I set up a table, guys, with two boxes, um, and I just put them on top of each other because I needed somewhere to put my uh-huh. laptop.
0: Mm-hmm. So that's what we have. Oh well. I got to tell you, you know how I was all concerned about putting the boxes exactly back where they belong ten uh-huh. minutes ago? After that guy just interrupted us, five <laughs> You don't care ago, what the hell I these. I not give boxes. a crap where these boxes go. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Come on his head.
1: Oh God. Um, so yeah. Oh. Well, thank you, Pat. Um, how did you feel about the game yesterday? The, the, the fantastic Super game. Super Bowl. You want no, to. No, I, I,
0: I really could care less. I hate both cities. They're the two of the most. I hate Philly, but you can't root for New England. Uh... So I, I don't Why know. Why can't you root for New England? Well, because it's it's belly because you have to hate them because they're good. Which <laughs> here's the thing. I want I root for them to be in the Super Bowl every year because you need a villain. Right. It's no fun if you don't have anybody to root against. Yeah. So naturally I want them in the game every year, but I can't root for for Philly. That's such a hillbilly town with a bunch of racist A holes. I can't stand Philly.
1: Yeah, but I saw the entire defense lineup of the Eagles was black though. Yeah. The entire defense.
0: Yeah. Well, they, they usually shelve their racism for about three hours a week <laughs> during a game. And then they reserve it depending on the outcome.
1: Oh, my God. Now, Now, tell me this. The Eagles, is this their first time winning?
0: First time winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, they've won a championship, but never the Super Bowl before.
1: Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay, so that's why this was such a big deal for yeah. them. Yeah, I don't really follow sports that much, so.
0: No, no, lately, neither do I. <laughs> but
1: you're the guy follow sports.
0: <laughs> yeah, they got me working on this other show too much, so I'm split right now.
1: Really? Oh, God. Well, if you've ever listened to my podcast, which I'm sure you have not. All the time. <laughs> the lies I subscribe This place is so full of lies I've today, listened guys. to your
0: podcast as many times as you've watched my show. i so at least that? once. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. You're lying. You're no, lying. no, I'm not I lying. I'm it in
1: your face. You're lying. No,
0: doesn't that clock look like a paper plate by the way? If you look at it real quick. Yeah, yeah. One it of those chinette does. plates it's totally a, that was not pertaining to the conversation at all. It wasn't. So, move on from it. I'm sorry. It was just an observation. I like how the little
1: dots go around though. That's yeah. pretty dope. Um all right, well, my podcast is all about just talking about like real life shit. And you, yeah. even though you're very funny, you're very relatable, you're very, very charismatic. My husband loves you, you, by you. the way. Thank you. Loves you. He wanted to come to the podcast and realized he had a call, so I mm-hmm. dropped him off at the Starbucks. On it's, Western and Addison.
0: Usually you're very charismatic is not followed up by my husband loves you. It's usually <laughs> you're such a smart ass, my husband loves you. But I'm happy that he loves my charisma as well.
1: No, I don't know if that's what he loves, yeah. but that's what I notice about you. Yeah. But he does. He's just like he's so cool. Like he's such a cool dude. So uh, I think he likes your assholeism too, because Good. he's an asshole. So Good. it works out. Yeah, but he loves you. And but even in the journeys of 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 creative work, right? You working on your craft. You mm-hmm. still have other stuff in real life that you deal with, right? Yeah. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about that. You are married, right?
0: I am. You I have uh, kids? No, no kids. I am I, uh, married. My wife and I have been together for, we've been together for 17 years.
1: Wow. Was that a yeah. high school sweetheart?
0: No, we met, uh, I'm glad you think I look that young. But no. <laughs> uh, we met when I took my first job in television. In a town called Rhinelander, Wisconsin. So you're not from Chicago? No. Well, I grew up in New Jersey.
1: And I, I think I did know that.
0: Outside of Jersey, I went and took jobs all over the country in TV. Okay. And my first job was in a town called Rhinelander because you have to go to a small market. and town of 7,000 people, uh, a lot of... Women in NASCAR jackets and with some of their teeth and not some of their teeth. You know, I'm talking real <laughs> yeah. small town America. Um, not necessarily in Rhineland or that was a nice town, but it's one of those areas where you got like a town. I don't of know 7, if I have 000. any
1: listeners from Rhineland. Well, you know, you got a town of seven thousand
0: people, and then you drive twenty minutes, and there's another town of like you know, a thousand people. And yeah. they're like, let's put it this way. The nearest Applebee's was an hour away. That's the kind of place we're talking wow.
1: about. And
0: she had been stuck up there because her mom, she's not from there either. And she uh, was up there visiting, uh, staying for a couple months because her mom had remarried and moved up there. So Amy was from, that's my wife's name, Amy. She was from Florida. So she was staying up there and she met me while we were both temporarily up there
1: and you hit her with the asshole or charisma first? Uh
0: I think a little bit of both. Nice. I think she nice. was a, yeah, I think I think it was one of those things where we saw each other in a bar and we immediately realized neither one of us was from the area, so it was like a tractor beam Instant
1: connection. pulling
0: us close uh, together. Most certainly the last place on the planet I would have expected to meet my your wife. wife. Yeah. Uh, there it happened. Yeah.
1: Nice. Okay. So you say you grew up in New Jersey. Yeah. Were you an only child, or you had siblings? I
0: have uh, one older brother. Uh uh-huh. He is uh, four years older than me. Uh, small town near the Jersey Shore, uh, to two uh, very Italian parents. Um, in, uh, you know blue collar middle class home uh just the uh, just the four of us pretty pretty standard stuff
1: did you know you'd be on TV
0: did i know like at what point in my life
1: like at any point in high school did you like aspire uh, to be no
0: i had we got to understand like where i was like uh so like nobody in my family had ever gone away to college number 1 so that was a big big kind of step outside of our norm mm-hmm. and then you know i would have never thought about being on TV because it was one of those things where it seemed totally unattainable, and then I remember watching. Back then, for sure. yeah, yeah, back then I remember watching because you know I was where I grew up. You're all around these major markets, like New York is the biggest media market in the world, and Philly is number four, and Boston is all these huge places, and so I did uh, the college TV. I remember watching the college TV station and being like, "Wow, these people are terrible." So I gave it a shot, and it was pretty easy. I mean, all you're doing is talking, uh, reading a teleprompter. And, um, so I, I didn't even start out, like, I think I started out as a business major Mm because I had no idea what the hell I wanted to do. Um, and then I did that and I was like, you know what, I'll do, I'll do this. This seems pretty, pretty easy. And the goal was always to do comedy at some point. But, um, like the notion of even trying to be on TV was foreign enough to me. Like I had no idea even how you became a comedian or you became an actor or you became a, a host so I was like I used you know that was like the dawn of like sports center back in the day a lot of mm-hmm. these guys were sportscasters and they went and ended up hosting shows and doing comedic stuff so I was like oh that seems easy enough I'll just do that yeah so uh that's what I did
1: so you aspired to be a stand-up though because th- you recently started this how long stand-up nine years it's been nine yeah. years so I recently yeah. met you then yeah in, like, a couple years ago three four. or four yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, I thought you yeah. had just started.
0: No, I started. I think the first time I got not on that stage. you were
1: like not that your quality wasn't yeah there yeah, or yeah no I, just I get it I, hadn't I seen no that's you. fine I'll I'll yeah. just
0: I'll read between the lines Kelly <laughs> I know exactly what you're saying <laughs> my act was garbage I, and I I were like, but was now so you see <laughs> now you seem like a real comedian <laughs> uh, no the first time I got on stage was probably about nine years ago
1: and you had already been in film and I mean in TV at that yeah, point. yeah I mean
0: yeah like the the advantage I had was that like I had been doing I've been doing comedic stuff on TV for my whole television career so you know I had already established my voice I had already established my point of view already had kind of become comfortable with my you know because that's the thing I think for a lot of times new comics when they're starting out the hardest thing is just figuring out what they are and who they're you know what their voice voice is is, what they want to say like I had established that pretty much throughout my, my TV, and it was just a matter of kind of transitioning and being able to apply that to the stage.
1: Okay, so you grew up in a, just to divert a little bit, you yeah. grew up in a two-parent household. Yeah. Right? At pretty normal? You feel like it was pretty, pretty encouraging? <laughs> normal. Or? normal is a... Let's relative. That's a very relative it statement. It was normal
0: right. for two <laughs> Catholic-raised Southern Italian parents. That's okay. pretty, pretty standard. Okay. So... Uh, Yes, it was. It was normal. In in, yeah, it was normal. It was normal. So you said that, you know, my mom was stay-at-home mom until I got into school. She went back to work. She was a secretary. My dad worked for uh, the power company in New York. Okay. Um, Both my brother and I, uh, you know, they were pretty. My parents were pretty much nine-to-fivers. Dad commuted quite a bit, Um, but yeah, pretty standard. What did your brother do? My brother now is an insurance broker. Oh, cool. Yeah.
1: Nice. I don't know that
0: he'd refer to it as cool. I think he'd refer to his (laughs) lifestyle from it as cool. But he's not exactly living the rock star lifestyle. Yeah, it's not cool. Like, oh, cool. That's
1: interesting. It was like cool. Like, oh, he has balance. That's what I meant. Yes, (laughs)
0: balance. What do you think balance is like?
1: What do you think? You know, I feel like with artists... There's it's, never it's balance. It's so hard for us to oh, find balance because we're trying to like like me, I've tried so many times to start a routine. Right. And then something happens that is abnormal for a routine to right. be able to even be possible. Well,
0: the thing is, I will say so, since I started the late night show, Man of the People, Saturdays at ten o'clock on WGN and also man of the Uh we we've had to you like for a late night show. When you're constantly churning, you have to establish some kind of routine. I'm actually very good that way in establishing. I can't work without deadlines or some kind of some kind of structure. Yeah. But that's not to say that within that structure, it's, um, I mean, you know how it is. Now, it's where did like, that
1: come from? Did that come from, were you parents I don't that know. way? Did I you think, develop that in college? Uh, I think
0: I developed it. Like, I was, it's going to sound silly, but I was a high school wrestler, right? And uh, wrestling is like one of those sports where it's You're not. a very like...
1: tiny man. Is that usual for. <laughs> they for have weight classes. <laughs> And, you know, tiny is not a word. You,
0: you can be like, well, you're not a big guy. You can at least couch the statement a little bit. You're a tiny man. This isn't the bit anymore I'm that sorry. we're doing. Okay, you're I'm
1: like sorry. You're like falling into I'm character I'm mode I'm sorry, here. I didn't know. No, I
0: I wrestled 125 oh, pounds nice. in high school. My husband was a wrestler too. And that wasn't even the lightest weight class, Kelly. I'll have you know, it was the fourth lightest weight
1: class. Oops, excuse me. But
0: it's one of, the, it's one of those sports where... It's not like, you know, some people that pick up a basketball for the first time, they're draining threes and dunking. And, you know, it's like, so it's one of those sports where you get into it, you get out of it what you put into it, right? Yeah. You have to build up. You have to, like, the best wrestlers are the people who work the hardest, who are the most tireless. And so there's a certain amount of discipline, I think, that goes into that. Mm -hmm. And I think that kind of, I was always like that, just, I think, just by nature, but that really hammered at home. So yeah. it's kind of like, sometimes to a detriment, it's just like, I'll just keep working at something and putting in hours until I feel like I've gotten it to a point where it needs to be.
1: So you feel like Man of the People is now encouraging that discipline even more?
0: Well, uh, we're trying. I mean, by default, you have to. Because the amount of work that goes into a show like this for the size staff we have, I mean, you know, most weekly late night shows have a staff of like 30 people.
1: Right. You know, yeah. we have...
0: Four people. Yeah. So there is, I mean, the hours are just awful. So to make them less awful, you have to have some kind of, I have to have some kind of regiment worked out. Now,
1: so this just happened to be a good time for you and your wife to do this, for you to take on this man of the people? Or was um, it just an opportunity that presented itself?
0: It was... Um, it was an opportunity. I'd be lying if I uh, said I wasn't hoping to have a structure in place where it wouldn't be quite so many hours mm-hmm. uh, a week. Um, I think you we were as prepared for it as you can be. But once you get into it, you realize just how huge a task it is to do a show like this. And to you know, it's not like everybody's doing everything. So I'm still producing it. I'm still. Writing it, you know, it's not like I'm just a host who mm-hmm. um, shows up for it.
1: You have so many different hands in Yeah,
0: it. so I mean, we. I think we were as prepared as we possibly could have been, but it's. it's been It's been a lot.
1: Because I remember, I assumed you had children, and then yeah. he was like, no, I can never do that with everything I'm dealing with no. my wife. Yeah. And so that was interesting, because this is a very rigorous schedule, yeah. and you still have your wife. It's not like she's gone anywhere. Yeah. So how is that affecting
0: um, you guys, or it's is been, it at all? It, no, it, I mean, it's not, I mean, like, in a relationships way, it, you know, nothing can penetrate that, but it's more or less a, I'm used to, so, I mean, you know, my wife has some health problems. And we'll she talk has, about that, yeah. Yeah, so, just to preface that, so, the hardest thing for me has been um, not being able to go with her to every appointment, not okay. to be able to drive her places, not that she's not, you know, self-sufficient, as self-sufficient as she can be with what she deals with, um, but, you know, I've always I've always uh, kind of assumed that role and wanted that role to kind of be with her every single step yeah. of the process, which in, in, in all in all honesty, I've been spoiled because I don't think in real life most husbands can do that for their lives. Yeah. You know, I think I've been lucky enough to have the schedule prior to this where I could bounce out of work a little early, take her to an appointment, finish up from home, do what I need to do whenever. Um, and I had other people to kind of pick up the slack for me. I don't have that now. So um, Now, since we've I diverted think, in yeah. that area
1: anyway, why don't you tell us what exactly it is that your wife deals with? Yeah,
0: she has, um, she has a disease called trigeminal neuralgia, which is a uh, very rare and incurable nerve disease. What it does you have a, a nerve, a trigeminal nerve on each side of your face, mm-hmm. and somehow that nerve gets damaged. And it causes they intense. Don't know how. There are sometimes no. Sometimes oh. there is an anatomical reason for it. Sometimes it gets compressed by a blood vessel, or you know something will happen. It gets trapped, and they can release it. Sometimes there is an anatomical reason, but a lot of the time, more often than not, no. There's no universal yeah. reason for it. Some people just get it. Some people don't. And it just causes um, intense, debilitating. Excruciating attacks of pain uh, in the face that uh, people refer to it as, like, you know, getting stabbed with an ice pick or a bolt of lightning or getting hit with a hammer. It's, I mean, if you look up medical literature on it, doctors refer to it literally as the worst pain known to mankind. There are some who refer to it as, like, the suicide disease because the pain is so intense. It's just it's just that bad. So she'll get attacks throughout the day of this pain. This is a daily thing? Oh, yeah. For her, this is every day. Yeah, oh, this gosh. is every day. So there's always a baseline level of pain that she has with her particular case. And then throughout the day, she'll get these attacks where, you know... It gets more excruciating. That just, yeah. yeah, that it just it takes you to your knees. And then... um. She's got some other autoimmune issues that she she deals with uh, as well. So she's got a, a pretty full plate.
1: Is this new? Is this like something? No, did you meet she, her and No,
0: she... I had when I met her. She had this. So she's had this for about 18 years. She said wow. trigeminal neuralgia for 18 years. Some of the other stuff has developed gradually throughout um, those 18 years. Some of the autoimmune things, and there's some question as to whether or not there's some connection between the two of those. Um, but yeah, the, 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 it just happened one day, she just woke up all of a sudden. And that's how it happens for a lot of people. You just wake up one day and all of a sudden they have this
1: pain excruciating
0: pain. And some people can be helped with surgery, and but there's no cure. Even the people who get helped with surgery where they release the nerve from a blood vessel can come back. Um, so that's that's what she's she's dealing with.
1: Wow, oh, this mad respect that you're there and, you know. Yeah. For her, because I mean, I honestly, having multiple sclerosis myself, I don't know what I would do if I didn't have my husband to kind of like support me through that. Right. You know, because even during the holidays, I woke up and just my vision was gone. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. And I was so scary because I'm thinking to myself, like, I need to see in order to survive. Like, I'm not even thinking that being able to see, I'm not thinking that there's people out here that's blind. Right. I'm thinking like if I lose my vision, I lose my life. You know what I mean? Like right. that's literally how I looked at that. And he was just so supportive, and I think that support being there and making sure that we're okay emotionally right. helps heal anything yeah. a lot quicker. You know, even though she can't be it can't be healed, but it just makes it a lot easier for her to endure. Right. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. I
0: mean, it's one of those things where you know, um, I think after a while, it just becomes. You know, we've never known any other way. Any yeah. other way. So to me, it's normal. Like, yeah. it's normal. Like, you know, she has triggers where, you know, like I can't touch. I've not been able to touch the left side of her face since I've known her. Just because any sensation will trigger an attack. That's wow. part of the disease. If, you, if I touch her face, it'll trigger an attack. Wind can trigger an attack. That's the big one. Any sensation on the face. So, you know, to me, it's totally normal that like she can't go outside and walk the dog with me. Okay. You know,
1: yeah.
0: If we get to go for a walk in our neighborhood because the wind is calm enough, like that's a a treat. Yeah. You know, but that's the normal for us. I, we don't know any other any other way.
1: Now, when like when it's cold outside, or could she not walk the lake in a summer breeze? Anytime,
0: really? anytime. I mean, the winter time is worse just because it's windier it's, in the it winter. Is colder. Too, but like yeah. we used to live on the lake, and we moved. We moved about three miles west just because there. She could never be outside because it was always, like, any breeze over, like, eight miles an hour, she can't be out in.
1: Now, is that hereditary? Do they know if, like, if you were to have children, they would have
0: possibly... It could be. We, um, so we do a, we do a big comedy fundraiser every year for the, uh to raise money for mm-hmm. it, it's called Laugh Your Face Off. You can go to laughyourfaceoff.org. I could plug that and not feel bad yes, about Yes, you it. can plug that. So we, we started that a couple of years ago. We work, I'm a, a trustee of a foundation based in Florida that funds research for a cure. Mm-hmm. So it's an all-volunteer group started by a guy who was a former CEO who um, had it okay. and got some other people who were involved with it and there's eight of us on the board. It's a small independent thing, and we fund our own research. So we have like six independent research projects going across the country. Oh wow! Across the world, actually, and one of the big ones is our genetic study, which is kind of where where without you know some of that. If some of the the reporting on it is preliminary, but there are some things that indicate that genetics play a role to a degree in in in, in the disease.
1: Now, when you say autoimmune, other autoimmune issues, so you don't. Does she deal with anything, like, physical- like yeah, so to she has, I don't know, I mean, you're or, familiar
0: with, you know, with autoimmune right, stuff. Right, because I deal right. with
1: stuff where my, my motor system starts right. to be affected. So, so is that what she's like, uh, So, a lot of,
0: like, you know, like a lot of the symptoms. So, with autoimmune diseases, there are so many of them. And it's almost like so many of them, there's really no definitive test for them, right? It's like mm-hmm. if you check this many boxes, you have this. If you check this many boxes, you have that. But they
1: don't really know. It's like... Right, think. and
0: hers, like, yeah. she'll check almost enough boxes in this area and almost enough in that, but not... So for her, a lot of times it's like it's very similar to like a rheumatoid arthritis. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the big one and just a low, a weak immune system. So she gets sick a lot. She gets sinus infections and, and stuff like that. So those are the two things for her, I think, are more of like the arthritic side of it and the just the inability to fight off infections.
1: How has this affected you guys' lifestyle? Like, do you travel at all a lot? Do you are you able to do some of the things that?
0: No, I mean it 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 it, it impacts every every element of it. I mean, there's no there's no element of our lifestyle that's not that's not affected that's not impacted by it. it's impossible not to. Um, for us, it's. Um, I guess it's, you know, we don't travel a ton. We actually took a, a big vacation about a year and a half ago that that was fantastic. Um, but it's, it's kind of like a lot of what we are able to do is timing, right? Like if so, if her immune system numbers are good, we think, okay, maybe we can try and get away. If they're bad, you're like, well, there's no way we're going on an airplane or there's no way we're going here you say her
1: numbers, she, she checks her own numbers?
0: No. I mean, we, you know, blood work every, every couple of months just to figure out where those, where those numbers are and and how she's feeling. So no, I mean, it, it impacts every, everything. Yeah.
1: Wow. So you guys got some doggies, huh?
0: We got one doggy. One doggy. Yeah. Which is enough. Were you trying to pawn another one off on me? No, absolutely not. I actually entire. like my dog. I can't take care of more than one I like one my dog. dogs,
1: yeah. Yeah. So kids is probably off the table then, for sure. Yeah, I
0: think I think for how much we have to deal with, it's not even like one of those things where we've ever even wanted it or entertained it. Okay. Honestly. Did you
1: ever want kids growing up? Was uh, that a thought? I guess when
0: I was little,
1: maybe. <laughs> Little like a kid. I like guess, I to like, yeah, like when I was in high school, <laughs> I guess
0: I thought it would be all right. But um no, I think like ever I think ever since I've been an adult, I've never really felt that need to i like them in doses they tire me out yeah yeah i got one living above me and she sounds like a rhinoceros running <laughs> up and down the hall all day yeah I, i'm tired i have nieces and nephews and after two hours i'm like i've run out of ways to entertain these people yeah on the you way know? here
1: we drove past this place called little beans cafe in evanston have you ever heard of it no well, it's like a little cafe but i it's like always a lot of kids in there and i yeah. thought it was a Daycare. I kept right. telling my husband, "Like that's a damn daycare," and he was like, "No, it's a coffee shop that is kid friendly. Like they, oh, they purposefully yeah. allow people that. Well, I'll never home. go there. Yeah, and that's what I said. I said I will never Awful. work out of
0: there. That's I just insane. like like the whole like part of me. The only time I ever think I want to have a kid is because I want to show some of these people how to do it right. That's why.
1: <laughs> what would you do differently in well, parenting? That they doing? have
0: too many choices. It's like, you know. It's like some of my friends, their entire lives revolve around entertaining their children. That's, that's so Let true. Let them entertain themselves. That's so true. Put them in a room and they'll figure it out. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I live, you know, you know how it is. Like you live some of these neighborhoods, these yuppie neighborhoods. And it's like, you know, they, it's, it's just, it's too much. It's too <laughs> much. Now, were you
1: parented from the aspect of, like... You, you. I'm, I'm telling you, this is what it is, and yeah. that's
0: that. Yeah, there was no choice.
1: Yes, yes. I never
0: had a choice.
1: That's how I feel. I never
0: got to eat chicken fingers for dinner. <laughs> I ate the same crap everybody you got else. Got put eating. on
1: this plate. Yeah.
0: <laughs> my father would keep me at that table for four hours if I didn't, fi- and he would, he would leave the room. Where was I going to go? He could keep an eye on me from the next room.
1: Exactly. And I would sit
0: at that. If I didn't want it, that was fine. But I wasn't eating.
1: I feel the same way. My, my, Mike. Gives these children way too many options. They're like, you know, I was thinking, do you guys want pizza tonight, or do you want me to make this, right. or do you want? And I'm like, dude, just make a choice just make and it. To deliver it. Like, That's just it. Give it to them. I think
0: the part of it too, though, is that parents themselves, to their de- in their defense, are probably so over, so much more over. I don't know. I think th- it's their own doing. I but can tell so you whether or not overexten- <laughs> They're so much more overextended that they're like, whatever is going to make my life easier with this kid is what I'm going to do. Yeah, you yeah, want chicken fingers? That. Okay, leave me alone. But I'm like, you know, my father left, you know, my parents were gone all day working and they would come home and cook. Like, they weren't off doing fun stuff. I think, like, parents, I don't know. I think they over. we overextend ourselves more than we need to be overextended. Absolutely. So then when you're home, you're like, I just want to do whatever's going to get this kid to shut up and yeah. eat and not wither away and die.
1: Yeah. Me and Mike was actually watching a, a, a YouTube channel of this, this couple that bought a bus mm-hmm. and gutted the bus out and like made it into a house and yeah. now they have like their dog and they're like traveling across and they're like living basic like yeah. so simple needs. Wait do they have kids? No. They don't. They don't, they don't have kids no. Yeah. No. But you know our daughters are juniors in high school oh so in two years I mean a year and a half they'll be off in college. <sighs> like we're done and we're not having yeah. any more. so. We were trying to figure out ways to simplify our life like yeah. the easiest way. Because like, we do we have all these things that we have on our to do list and it's right. like none of this shit really even matters most so, of
0: the time. Let me ask you this. It's but,
1: ego chasing, really. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it is. So say you were could you do something like that and leave behind the creative routine that you have now? You know, in other words, if you were to do something like that, well, you couldn't go away and travel every weekend and do comedy or do but this But I regret. could,
1: though, because I'm so on a bus. So you would just
0: drive your bus to each location? I'm on a
1: bus. I feel like it's beautiful to be able to be in nature and yeah. to be able to see these different sceneries in the world that we haven't seen, in, or in the, even in a nation. It's so much part of the nation yeah. that I have never seen.
0: Could you have uh, f- as much fun with that as possible if you're still working that much? Not if I'm mean? working
1: that much, but at the same time, because we would live in a bus. Well, this is just all speculative yeah. thinking, of course. But because we're in a bus, yeah. cost is down. Sure. So you wouldn't have to work as much as I do now living in freaking right. north suburbs. Yeah. You know, I have to contribute to the household. Even though that Mike makes a six-figure salary, I still feel like I'm not doing enough. Right. If I'm not bringing in at least a few hundred dollars a month. Right. You know, because there's so many different expenses, having two teenage daughters they eat like little freaking elephants. Like
0: <laughs> I can't believe you have two juniors.
1: They're juniors in high school. Oh my God. One of them right now is on a sign language trip for three days. They went out of town. You couldn't to get like, them both
0: out of town on the same I trip? I couldn't. I oh, tried, though. Bad.
1: But I need the other one actually to help me because she needs to walk the dogs and wash the mm. dishes. So I need something. Yeah. <laughs> I need somebody at the house <laughs> to do what they got to do. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think if I were to ever go on a bus life like that, I would not do anything. <laughs> Like, I don't know. Like, from I don't know. I think about, like, when I'm in it, I'm working like a maniac. And then I'm thinking when I'm out, I'm not going to do a goddamn thing. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah. You know, like, I'm not one of those people who needs to be doing this until I'm 70. Yeah. Like, I don't, I love it, you know, and I love what I do. But I'm like, I don't know. I don't want to be defined by the work.
1: I just want to create, honestly, and I I say that all the time, like, I just, and I I constantly confess that out because I want that to be what I do. I just want to create, whether it's my podcast, whether it's me vlogging, whether I'm doing a spot here on TV or maybe I'm acting in a movie or doing a stand-up show, then I can just, like, go into my little corner and be a hermit and write. For yeah. three weeks, if I want but to. But it would be nice like, to do
0: it and not have to worry about how many clicks you're going to get or how many gosh, viewers you're going to get or how, how many much. followers. Right. How it would be yeah. nice to do it more as like a hobby, you know. Like that, I always heard so, a great yeah. expression was like, "If you, uh, if you want to hate the thing you love, make it your job." That's and so there true. Is su- <laughs> there is such a, there is such truth in that because like. Like, people are like, oh, you must be having a great time putting... This. I'm like, I'm, I worked 86 hours last week. Damn. There's nothing... that's misery. The end result... Like, the half hour that we do the show is fantastic. And that, you know, the feedback that you get from it is fantastic. But, like...
1: But could you imagine not doing it?
0: Uh, it depends on the day you <laughs> ask me. <'Cause laughs> like, some today, days, No. So some days you're yes. damn right I could. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think I kind of feel that way about stand-up sometimes. I've been doing it almost 11 years now. Yeah. Or no, I have been 11, almost 12 years now, since 2006. And it's just like some days I I love it. It's everything I want yeah. to be and more. And then other days I'm like, I you just You joke. every this it, yeah. This is stupid. Yeah, you're Why, terrible, your act this? is awful, everybody right. thinks you like, suck. I was yeah. like, everybody writes, they sit down and they right. take time to write. I never yeah. write no, cool and stuff yeah. like that. I just, you know, and just constantly, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's... That's funny. It's one,
0: but it's one of those things where it's always I. I'm one of those types that always believes like, like the grass is always greener. A and there's always like absence makes the heart grow fonder. So with doing this, like I was doing five six shows a week stand, stand up. up before this, and now that I've started doing this, I barely get to get on stage, and it's like I would. Give everything just to be able to do like a, a month of only stand up yeah. and not this, you know? Because yeah. it's like there are things from that you can get from both that you can't get from the other. Like stand up, there's nobody in your ear telling, giving you ideas, giving you. Which is not to say that like you should close yourself off, but sometimes you know what's best for you. Yeah, you know what's funniest for you, and when you're on stage, you can figure that out on your own and yeah. fall on your sword. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And like there's such a freedom in that. But in the other respect, sometimes you would love some help, you know? And that's where, like, doing a show, you can get it because you have all these people who are collaborating.
1: I think we're interdependent people anyway. We need that connection. We need to collaborate. So even though we like being loners, because I feel like a lot of artists would prefer that lone time. Oh where yeah. We can't focus on what we really right. want to do at the depth of our heart. But then we have this time where we want to collaborate with people because yeah. it just feels good to create with other people. What are
0: you, what is your process like when you're, so say you're writing or you need to write something. I'm the type that needs complete solitude. I need I can't be interrupted. I can't, like. Well, I can have, we can have our pitch meeting. We can collaborate. But it's like, all right, when it's time to do the work, it's like, I have to leave all of you mm-hmm. and I have to go hide where no, no, nobody's going to talk to me or distract me and I need that complete focus. Or are you the type that's more
1: um, so it depends for me like me. I write every day anyway, mm-hmm. no matter what I write on this app called 750 words So if I have an idea that I'm trying to fish out like a, a, a comedy concept mm-hmm. I'll use that That free writing form that I do every day anyway to just act as if I'm speaking it on stage right. So I just write it out and I don't care where I'm at. I can be at a Starbucks I can be I can be sitting here with you and you can be doing your thing and I can be doing my thing. I don't need to be like closed off or anything. Yeah. But most of the well, time. What
0: if I kept saying, hey, Kelly, hey, Kelly? Well, that
1: would irritate hey, the fuck out of me. Obviously. Hey, Kelly, I got to. Hey, Kelly, did
0: you think about this? Hey, Kelly. That would
1: clearly yeah. irritate <laughs> me. That, that's
0: more what I'm talking about. Yeah. Because, hey, I was thinking about that thing. No, don't think.
1: Especially with if I'm doing it in 750 words because it's timed mm-hmm. and you get hit for distractions over three minutes.
0: What do you get? A penalty? You so it's a fine tell, or it
1: something? It just stings you until oh, you got distracted, yeah. Yeah. right? So cause, so that you can focus. But I, um no, I, I usually, when I'm writing jokes, I'll write them in there. But I also, the real cream of the crop is when I just go on stage and freestyle Yeah. Like that's where the, I can't do that. That's where it comes from is me talking about it on stage and yeah. seeing what. Where the funny is, right? You know, it's just always been like that. Yeah,
0: for, me, for me, I can do crowd work like that. If it's crowd work, I'm totally comfortable. But if it's going up there with a bit, I have to have jokes.
1: I, I admire that right. because I want to be able to. I've never written like that. I've always been. Very but it's funny.
0: I wish free, I right? could do what you yeah. do. And
1: look at that. We need each other. Right. Collaboration. Yeah. See, We just talked about it. So, uh, what is your ultimate goal? in comedy or in career
0: because you're not the just comedy here on the
1: news so the ultimate goal
0: would be to uh the immediate goal would be to expand the staff that i have past three people that's the goal um to expand this show to other markets and then is it
1: only in the chicago it's only area? in
0: chicago right now but oh, okay. we have a lot of the station ownership owns a lot of a lot of The immediate immediate goal is just to make the show the best it can be. Yeah. Honestly, that's the, you know, we have ambitions to take it outside of the market and take it here or there. But we're only three shows in and there's a lot creatively I still want to do. So, number one, the goal is to get the show consistently each week to a place where I'm comfortable with it Mm -hmm. creatively and then it would be great to expand it. And then it would be great to make enough money that in 10 years I could stop doing it all completely <laughs> and then just do stand-up and, you know, create, so create you at my leisure. Stand-up. Yeah, I, I mean, and I would still do TV. I think it's hard to sustain this kind of schedule for that long. Like, I don't know how somebody like Conan O'Brien can do this 30 years. Yeah, they've just,
1: been doing it for a long time. I would, or
0: 25 years, however long he's been doing it, it would, it would burn me out completely. I couldn't. I love doing this, and it's something I've always wanted to do but I feel like I'm restless too. And if I stay with something too long, I'll get bored. So, it would be cool to make this show a massive success, do it for 10 years, 15 years or however much and then, you know, do whatever I want creatively. Tour, more with stand-up, write, you know, yeah. uh, produce for other people, but something where the money is not a concern, the lifestyle is not a concern, all that is taken care of.
1: That was the be- that was the best part of watching that bus video. It was like I could just drive right. my bus from place to place and perform. Right. I was yeah. like, and right on the way there, and right. just like really see sceni- scenery, and just be out. Yeah. like that's what attracted me to that idea. But then it was leaking the next day when we watched the show. It was leaking in a bus, and I was like, I don't want that shit. Well, I don't you want to can't deal get a that. crap bus. I don't want to deal
0: with that. You gotta pay up for an get a Winnebago, get, a, bago, get a nice bus. Get a nice bus. Yeah, yeah, get like a camper or something. I just
1: was really impressed by how how they took a regular yellow school bus yeah. and tore the inside out. Yeah, and they were built probably hippies house. though.
0: You they were so hippies.
1: hippie, But I smoke weed, so I might. Uh, be doesn't make you a do hippie, but weed. you still
0: like you still weed. like a nice house and a nice, you know, sorta, ish. No? Yeah,
1: I could probably do a bus for like thirty days.
0: For thirty days, yeah, you can't yeah, do it for your to- whole life. <laughs>
1: All right, so we're wrapping up here. Um, and I do this thing called Final Four and Four. You know that, though, because you listen to my podcast. All the time. Um, so, and I'm going to give you four minutes to answer four questions. All right. And Am I going to get do, them
0: all at once? Do
1: every last one of them. Oh,
0: every, so every I, you last me, one. Do I get to look at them? I can nope, I forget nope, what the questions No, no, I'm giving you are? all four questions. All right, what if I take less than four minutes?
1: Then you're amazing. Okay. If you do more, then you suck ass. All right. <laughs> First question. Uh, if you could have any superpower, what would it be and why?
0: Uh... Well, a superpower or any ability like superhero superpower? You ask me too like- many
1: questions for four minutes. But I had a superpower.
0: <laughs> superpower. I would, depending on the day you ask me, I would say time travel to go back in time to when I agreed to do this show. <laughs> <laughs> but otherwise, uh, no. I would love to heal. I would love the power to heal. That would be. Part, yeah,
1: that's fair. well. That's I, I. expected you to say that. Yeah. That's sweet of no, you. No, don't get me wrong.
0: There's some selfishness in it It'd make my life a lot easier too. <laughs> I know, but right? mainly for my wife, of
1: course. <laughs> of course. If you could talk to anyone dead or alive, who would it be and why?
0: Uh, dead or alive? Huh. Well, it'd probably be a family, like probably my grandmother, like a family member that's no longer with us. And I like. I think I liked her the most.
1: Your grandmother. Yeah. So you want to talk to your
0: grandmother. Yeah, Some people say I I've had people
1: say uh, Abraham Lincoln. I don't I want people, to talk to
0: him for. Like, <laughs> how's he gonna help me?
1: <laughs> if you could change anything in world history, what would it be and why?
0: Anything? Oh my god! Anything. Pick one. Uh, could it be like? Uh, oh, it can be anything. God.
1: It could be like anything. It in could be world have never history. been the. the Bombing on Pearl Harbor, it could be anything.
0: Yeah, but there are too many awful things that you could eliminate. You couldn't just choose one. How could you choose one choose, awful thing? Because
1: I'm, a, I'm li- asking awful. you to. Well, no, <laughs> That's so you know, how. I'm not going to choose something
0: awful. I'm going to choose something trivial. you <laughs> um,
1: be like, why would you choose that awful thing? How much thing? time
0: do I have left? Two. Oh, three, I got okay. plenty of time to think about this. If I could choose. <laughs> you don't know what the last question is. <laughs> anything to change in world history? Would Ooh. you like an
1: alternative question?
0: Yeah, do you have an alternative question?
1: I don't, but I can find no, one. No,
0: no, then I'll stick with this. Are these the same four questions that everybody a- answers every week?
1: I do. Well, no, they change. Oh, they it change. It just depends on who I'm interviewing, what, and this happened to be if the If I could change I
0: anything people. in world history, I would go back and make sure that there was a table in here for this podcast. <laughs> this so is that not you, world <laughs> It is world history. We're in the world, and this happened, which makes it world history. Oh so my God. I would change... And I would also go back to the day that they hired the guy who interrupted our first f- go-around at this podcast.
1: All right, I'm gonna, we're, i I'm right, we're getting a different question. Kill
0: him. We're getting a different no. question. Well, then uh, stop your clock if you're going to nope, give me a new question. No. Nope.
1: If you could snap your fingers and have one thing for the rest of your life, what would that be? It can be an emotion. It could be a, a thing, a mindset, a certain type of body, anything.
0: Uh, I could snap my fingers and have one thing.
1: It could be height. It could be anything. It could be... You know what? <laughs> what? I had to. I, had I I'll just be fine. I would want the body of
0: a normal-sized man.
1: I'm just That's it. Nope. <laughs> no, there's your
0: answer. Last question. Let's go.
1: If you could go back and have a conversation with your 16-year-old self, what would you say?
0: Ah. Uh. Get your head out of your ass. I think that's what I would say. Here's what when I would you tell are them. you're a wrestler. You Nobody cares. Somebody's ass. Because when you're 16, you think everybody cares about everything and everything that happens in your life is a big deal. Then you get later in life and you don't give a shit about anything except your family and the, like three things. That's all you care about when you become an adult. Like three things. Your kids, your wife, and maybe like one other cause that you have. Maybe your so Yeah, your dog. So I would tell them, you know, stop stressing so much about every little thing.
1: That's Live good.
0: your life and be who you are and, not, and you're not going to be friends with any of these kids 20 years from that now.
1: That you think you know. That's yeah, that's <laughs> not so true. Well, thank you so much, Pat. Do you you're have welcome. anything coming up that you would like to, I mean, aside no, from aside
0: from the fantastic Man of the People. Man of the People. Oh! There goes your timer. Saturday nights at 10 o'clock uh, and also on YouTube.com slash Man of the People TV then my, my fundraiser, Laugh Your Face Off. We're doing it on May 5th. This is our fourth year, and we are hoping to go over a million dollars total raised in four years. Where is that held at? It's going to be at the Park West this year. Nice. Yeah. So we better sell it out or else I'm out some money. So get Uh your ass there.
1: Nice. Well, thank you so much, Pat. I it really my appreciate pleasure. you yeah. coming on to the show. Hey, guys, I've been your host, Kelly Howard. Make sure you check out my website, kellyhoward.com. Also, if you're listening to this, that means that my vlog is up. I've started vlogging. Yay. Make sure you go on my YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Kelly Howard. Spelled like Kanye, but Kelly, K-E-L-L-Y-E Howard, H-O-W-A-R-D. Thank you so much, guys. See you next week. Or hear me next week. Whatever. Bye. I want to thank our sponsors, She Funny, a platform created to encourage funny women of color to be empowered in their funny by offering various resources and online visibility. And also our friends here at Cards Against Humanity for their hospitality and donated studio space. I appreciate you both.
0: Sometimes there's just nothing left to say.